Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, you total slags. It's me, Vinegar Strokes, from RuPaul's Drag Race UK, here on United Queendom. This week, United Queendom is bringing you a special episode from the first ever UK Drag Con, or Drag Con UK. Now, we know for many disappointed drag fans, it turned out to be an actual con, because the event, which was held at Kensington Olympia, seemingly sold way too many tickets to actually fit the venue. As a result, many were left queuing outside in the freezing cold, of course, because this is Britain, for hours on end, waiting on a one-in, one-out basis. Now, standard ticket price was about £40 per day, which might not be the end of the world, but some people had travelled from far and wide to attend the event just not to get in. Apparently, a lot of people came down from Scotland, spent a lot on those train prices, which we know are a lot, um, and never even got to meet their favourite queens. So this was widely reported on, and it's fair to say it was pretty sickening. And no, not in a good way. So let's hope that next year they make a vast improvement. Insert bag of chips catchphrase here. But we were one of the fortunate ones who did get in with a little help from our press pass. So before we get to our star interviews, I'll let you know a little bit about what it was like inside the event. So first of all, there was a giant pink carpet because DragCon is nothing if not subtle. And there were lots and lots of people of all ages, of all genders, all running around excitedly trying to get selfies, merch, the lot. It had a great atmosphere inside and it was so gay at one point I thought it had Grinder explode. Although we later found out it was just Tyra Sanchez trying to bomb the place. Disclaimer, Tyra Sanchez did not try to bomb DragCon UK. Um, I had a fabulous arrival as no sooner did I walk into the convention than who did I see? <gasps> Miss RuPaul himself. Out of drag, obviously, as the lighting in there was pretty brutal. Um, so I, I have met RuPaul before, but I was still obviously starstruck. Who wouldn't be? I walked up to her and I tried to chit-chat, as you do. I said to Ru, congratulations on AJ and the Queen. I loved it. It made me cry. Ru smiled and responded, oh, really? Did it make you cry from your eyes or downstairs? In full-on snatch game mode, I responded, all over, Rue, I was leaking more than All Stars 5. To which she responded, ha <laughs> I mean, the laugh was totally fake, but still, I considered it a great success. And I wasn't being fake, as anyone who listened to our AJ and the Queen review last week will know, because I did love the show. Although I was worried that I'd managed to peak within the first five minutes of entering DragCon. But fortunately, there were further treats ahead. So I got to meet Mrs. Kasha Davis in person, whose Haters Roast set I wrote last year. And we got to discuss some new material I'm doing with her, which is very exciting. And then after that, I was pretty much just sat in the press room where we were supplied with free cans of Diet Coke. Oh, the glamour. And I got to interview some of the queens who were in attendance. So who was the first queen I got to chat to? Here's a clue. She's got a fucking chorizo, baby! Yes. 
it was, of course, the one and only Alexis Mateo, who is every bit as lovely as I'd imagine she'd be. And, of course, beautiful. So here's the chat. Enjoy. Bam! You just last week in AJ and the Queen. Right. Yeah, Super exciting. You were almost straight away in the show. My what line you? was right the, the most beginning. difficult line ever. How do you remember all that dialogue? Bam. It was like, oh my God, I'm not going to remember bam. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you get, when you come to things like this, do you get sick of people shouting bam at you? No, I love it. I think it's like, well, it, it reminds me that nobody has forgot about me. So if this is like one of the best things ever. Like walking down the runway right now with my sisters and getting the loudest applause. I'm like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> insane. It has been 10 years of my season. So for people to remember saying bam and associate me and my body and my face has changed so much. So it's like, yes, they still remember me. I'm winning. Well, <laughs> as well as bam, you, you're quite a quotable queen from the right. show. What else do people say a lot to you? Um, the sickening now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying that, <laughs> but it became such a good deal. Everybody always remember that. And Act the Fool for All Stars, Act the Fool was like iconic. And it was it was a way for me to tell Mimi not to spill the tea on camera on national TV, <laughs> but people loved it and they thought it was funny. So imagine. Well, one of my favorites from the show ever is, hey Manila, I just Hi, saw Manila, Manila girl. <laughs> it's, it's so many things, so many things that people become famous fanatic of like and it's just us you know just talking realistic and normal and it gets so popular it's crazy <laughs> and what's it like um when you get chance to be with rupaul because it's been a long time since right. uh season three and all stars one right but um is it good to catch up with her yes um rupaul is like um oh my god rupaul is like a father you know sometimes because i grew up without a father but i got to see him every like once in a while when i was growing up but every time i see rupaul it's very like that i get to see him once in a while and i know he's gonna tell me something i did wrong <laughs> or something so he's always <laughs> there he's like oh you haven't updated your twitter or what's going on with your merchandise or why you didn't show up to dracom it's very like that so i like that he's so business oriented with me, you know. He's so comfortable reading you for Phil. Oh for my every god, opportunity. He's, he's intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> he's intimidating, I'm telling you, he's crazy. But I love it. And um, do you listen to Race Chaser? Yes. You know, I love been, them. I love them all. <laughs> they've been telling an old story from season three that you made up your boyfriend. Is this right. true? No, that was not true. Um, I heard that though. Um, and I have no answers to see because always people ask me, have you reconnected with him? Have you seen him after that? No, no, and no. <laughs> oh, well, they need to I don't. I don't think I want to. You don't want to? No, sometimes in life you close a chapter and, you know. But he got you that challenge win. Right. So that's the main But thing. I was fierce, though. It was not him. You were amazing. It was you. by myself. <laughs> I did that by myself. <laughs> and what do you, I mean, we can't talk too much about this, but if you were ever to return to the franchise, um, how would it be different? <laughs> <laughs> from um, a bad bad guy hello <laughs> um, what do you mean like a competition wise yeah would you do you think the extra experience you've got now would um... where's Rupaul <laughs> how far can we talk <laughs> um, yeah of course I would <laughs> and I, I feel like in a different place in my life you know yeah I feel a brand new me, a brand new person, and yeah, we love to, yeah. 
and it's been great. You've been doing a lot of posts on social media about body positivity and stuff. Yes. Are you getting a great reaction from that? A lot of people, it was a lot of, okay, this is very difficult all the time because like a lot of people love the change in the positive way that I'm taking my body, but a lot are not fanatics. So it cost me a lot of followers because they don't follow me, but um, really? the ones that stay with me are the people that really matters to me. So I'm excited about that. Oh, good. That's good to send a positive message out there. And, hey, don't um, talk about things that you're not supposed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> Are you keeping it? <laughs> she looked good for a pregnant girl. That's crazy. And will you be catching up with um, Vanjie this weekend? Uh -huh. um, Vanjie just moved to Vegas with me, so that was super exciting. Um, I guess she did not found the passport or something like that, so she got to miss the, the show. But I'm so this excited. Show? Yeah. The, oh, she's not here. She's not here. Oh, I thought she was going to be and here. And I didn't even. Uh, she didn't even let me know. Like I was waiting for her yesterday, and she never show up. Oh shit. And then I guess today on social media she posted that she was not coming, and I was like, hmm. Are you um, <laughs> are you in Vegas? Are you part of the drag uh, residency? No, I'm not. I'm not a part of the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race life. I didn't get picked. Well, you should have been. What the hell? We've all seen no, you lip sync. No, the Latin girls got picked. <gasps> shade. The, sh oh, the shade of it not all. No, that hat. I get that's exclusive, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know, um, Yara Sofia, me, and a lot of the other girls live in Vegas. And we didn't get choose to be part of the, not even the understudy cast. So it was surprising to me. You can't be anyone's understudy. Right. You're too big a star. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> we could have done it, but I'm um, very excited for the girls that are working on it. You know, my best friend is Coco Montri, so yeah. I see her I in rehearsals, and she's so excited about it. It's like a little kid with new toys. <laughs> <laughs> and can I ask you, I know it was a while ago now, but with All Stars 4, what did it, how did it feel to watch that and watch Manila get sent home? Oh, Manila was my winner. Oh, my God. But you know what? With All-Stars, anything could happen. Because, you know, also, Chandela was my pick to win her season. So oh, of course she was. I was destroyed about that. But you know how it goes. The season three girls keep getting screwed over. It's not right. fair. And we're fierce. I don't understand. Well, everyone why. says it was the hardest season of Drag Race ever. Yes. You yes. all had a breakdown. Right. Some more than one. It was bad. <laughs> it was the longest season, too. I know. And didn't you have a big break as well? Yes. It was the longest season ever. Oh, my God. I've been hogging you anyway. I need to let you go but I love you Alexis I hope you have an amazing day edit that shit out <laughs> so you'll notice that Alexis spilt a bit of tea there about um, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo Miss Vanjie uh, not being at DragCon even though she was advertised to be there because she lost her passport very on brand now, I would make fun of Vanjie for this, but I've lost my passport so many times that I was actually interviewed by the official office uh, in Liverpool as they suspected I was selling them to terrorists. True story. True story that they interviewed me. Not true that I was actually selling them to terrorists. I just genuinely kept losing them. Uh, but still, it was a shame not to see Vanjie. However, there were plenty of stars who did remember their passports. And the next queen I got to interview... Oh, let me give you another clue. She likes long walks on the beach, big dicks, and fried chicken. I know, it could be any of them, right? But it is, of course, Jujubee! And anyone who knows the leak cast of All Stars 5 might notice a pattern here. No spoilers. Uh, but enjoy listening to them squirm when I ask her about it. Here it is. 
so beautiful. I heard so you were the first um, group girl I ever met. It was about 10 years ago in um, GAY Lane. And you were, oh my gosh, you were in boy, yes, not boy yes, drag, yes, you were out of drag. Yeah. And it was, um, who was I there to see? You were with Morgan. Right, right, I think you were just drinking. Yeah, that was yeah. back in my drinking days. Oh, because you're sober now, aren't you? Yeah. How's that three, been? You need to give me some tips. Well, I found, you know what it is? I found a new way of life, and it was for me, and I chose it for me. It's not for everybody, but not everybody needs to. No, I do need I to. Do. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> so, um, we just, as I was just saying to Alexis, just seen AJ and the Queen. You make an appearance. Um, yes. What was that like? The show's amazing. Uh, honestly, it, it was one of the most fun experiences of my life, because I always wanted to act, and that was my first actual acting you was, really yeah. you were so good oh, so you. natural all I, all I did was play myself I mean you know well, you were playing a pageant queen you you weren't a pageant queen before no, were you no, no. no I played a pageant queen I got second in place you know I, I lost to Trinity but come on Trinity's insane <laughs> I'm sweating in real life I think you would have tripped her up or something I probably would have glued her zipper <laughs> maybe pulled her wig off was it fun getting to um, hang out with Rue again when you were shooting it's been a while since you were on Drag Race. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I made her pull my finger and you know what happens after that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pull it? Can't hear it because I'm padded. <laughs> I can smell it though, that's the main thing. It smells like flowers. <laughs> so how often do you get to come to the UK? Oh, you know, I almost, I think it's a yearly affair now. Because mm -hmm. the UK is really, it's full of people who just love drag. Yeah. You guys love campiness, and I, I appreciate that. And I prefer your humor over American humor, but don't tell the Americans okay? Well, that makes sense because you gave the best reading challenge of all time, and we are a very big country. I love it. <laughs> country. You guys, you, guys, you guys started the bitch. I mean, you guys actually have a queen. <laughs> well, there are many queens there. Many, many queens. Many queens. <laughs> so, um, what other ways, I mean, obviously wherever you go, you get the Drag Race fans, like, almost like, it's like Beatlemania worshipping you. Are they different crazy? In, I know, still, after it's all this time. It's insane. And, um, is, but are they different in the UK compared to America, how, yes. how they approach? Okay, so the UK, you guys, you guys have this thing about you where you just line up for everything. Mm -hmm. You literally, like, you guys are all cute. Yeah. You know, Americans, we don't do that. We just, we're like, first come, first serve. We're just going to rush in. It's every so, man for themselves in yeah, America. Yeah, there's, there's this really, like, nice politeness about the UK. I know you wouldn't agree with me because you're from here. But it's a very kind Well, I'm not polite, but I see other people do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys line up. If there were a fire, you would line up. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, um... You are often known as one of the greatest lip syncers to ever um, come out That's of Drag Race. Um, now that, like, since your seasons, there's now like a lip sync for the crown. Do you ever think, oh my god, I would, I would have a crown if that had been around you know, in my day? I, I, I do think about that, and I think it's really exciting. But I'm also glad that it didn't happen that way for me because it taught me so much. Like, like I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be here if the life experiences were what they were. Yeah. Who knows? Absolutely. <laughs> and you have so many um, iconic lip syncs. Is there one in particular you have fond memories of? Oh, Black Velvet. I have a very yeah. fond memory. Especially because it was with my sister Sahara. So it's yeah. like that memory will always stay with me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a few of those, because um, I listened to Race Chaser and they go back and spill the tea. They said that you were like really drunk during some of the lip syncs, but still turned it out. That's a little enamored. That's even more impressive. I think you were part of the reason that 
they started limiting the cocktails on Drag Race, yes. weren't you? And I'd like to, I'd a like legacy. to say, I'd like to say you're welcome. If I ever go back, <laughs> Just some queens come up to you now from recent seasons and go, you bitch, it's because of you. You know, actually, I think they thank me because because of me, they weren't a mess. <laughs> you were never a mess. You were always still beautiful, amazing no. juju. Oh, no. I hit it well. <laughs> so, something that a lot of people always say is from season two it's the season that never stops giving in terms of drama yeah. so a lot of drama just still keeps going yeah. on you're not really involved in it but do you find it funny to watch like kind of <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> I tune into those little drama channels on YouTube as well darling I would love for one if I could pick one season for all the cast to get back together and compete in like a one-off special again I would choose season two you know the, the special thing about season two is we went in without knowing really anything we only had season game. one yeah. to really look at and yeah we were the first snatch game so that was like a major acting challenge but it was really a comedy challenge if you yeah. decipher it it's really a comedy challenge yeah it was that's the interesting thing people weren't editing themselves yet in that season but they right. kind of knew a little bit from season right. one it was just we also didn't we also didn't have the idea of selling merch like we didn't go in thinking oh we're gonna do this this and this we just went in being us and we went in to fight for the crown yeah do you know what I mean and I didn't give a shit what I said I was just going to give you me and unapologetic. And you're historic because you are the only person who's made it to not one but two finals without a challenge win. I know. Isn't that crazy? You should have got it from Memoirs of a Gay. Sha, well, in my you. opinion. Thank you. But, but i already been shaded by Alexis for asking this question. What did she say? Because I'm trying to be vague, but uh, we, we can't say too much. But if you were ever to return to Drag Race, baby, what uh, would be different now? Oh, I'm, I'm a lot older, you know. You and don't I'm, look and, it. And I'm sober. Yeah. So there's that. So it would be like a whole new, whole new jujube. It's good juju. Oh. <laughs> well, honestly, you're breathtakingly beautiful. Thank it's so you good so much. to see you good again. To see you too, and I really man. hope you enjoy track content. I already am. Are you? I am. It's fantastic, so, right? I bet you. What, what could be better? I mean, much better. Much better. <laughs> I mean, maybe the queen will show up. Since since she, Megan left and everything, she's got a lot on her plate at the moment. Well, I mean, she's kind of mad, isn't she? I thought I saw Prince Harry in track. It's yeah. Davina de Campo. So, well, you know. Same difference, right? <laughs> Red wig. Same job. Red and silver. Red and silver. (laughs) Who would have thunk? Have an amazing day, Juju. Thank Thank you so so much. much. No worries. (laughs) Luckily, Juju B didn't remember me from that night in GOI Late because as anyone who listened to our UQ&A listeners questions episode will remember that night that I met Juju, I was actually very, very drunk and kept trying to give her advice on what she should have done back on season two. So, yeah, I'm not... I'm very proud of that moment. Um, but last up, I got to chat to Shay Coulet and got to see all the edges she snatched today. She was really, really lovely and was a lot more honest than I expected to be in our chat, which I loved. So here it is, chickens. How has your day been so far? My day's been fantastic. Like, I really, really, truly do love DragCon. It's like, people think that we're super tired because we're like meeting people all day. And like, that may be the case, but there's something to be said about coming in contact with tons of people that fill you with just like love and respect. Like, I just love having that opportunity to meet the fans face to face. It really is great. Has there been one memorable interaction of the day so far um, that stands I love, out? I love seeing, like, I call them repeat offenders. <laughs> Somebody that I met before, and then I see them, and they're like, oh, you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, I remember you. Like, it's always nice to know that I at least made enough of an impact the first time I met someone for them to want to come and meet me again. And you're a talented actress, so if you don't remember them, you know how to fake it. <laughs> oh, it's you again. Yes. <laughs> 
I always ask, how are you versus nice to meet you. <laughs> and there are a few um, don'ts at meet and greets. So yes. if you, if you, what are your <laughs> um, okay, don't so even? My don't is I actually don't really like to show or have any bare skin. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so I always have like gloves on, so I'm not constantly having to like touch a lot of people in contact with germs. It keeps yeah, that you makes more sense. healthy. Yeah, teachers I always, are always yeah, sick. There, exactly. So I always like completely cover up so that I can like not get in too many germs. That's a really good tip. Oh, yeah. you can be like Valentina, make a mask famous, and then you just get there to wear a mask. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then you don't even have to worry about lipstick. <laughs> Do you um, queens get to like hang out much, or is it just all about the fans today? It really is all about the fans, and like that's what's like super important about this. Like we come out here and we do this for the fans because the fans mean so much to us. You know, without the fans, like, where would we be? And do you have any problem understanding some of the accents? Because even if you're British, some of the accents are a bit like... I what do, I do. Sometimes people <laughs> will tell me their name and I, I hear something completely different and they're sitting there repeating their name over and over and I'm just standing there just like with a blank face like... <laughs> so that's like always the worst part because I do want to make a personal connection and they're like, why can't she understand my name? <sighs> I do something that's very good for the ego, which is if I can't understand what someone's saying, I assume they're complimenting me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank good. you. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of delusional, but yeah. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it feels um, like ages ago now, season nine, but I mean, you had such an amazing it's season. It's crazy. Like, um, I actually, like now, we, when we filmed season nine, that would be four years ago. We filmed that back in 2016. So it's nuts to look back at it and like I love that people still love me for it but I look it back at season 9 and I'm just all like as a drag queen I've grown so much since then so yeah, yeah I look back at that person like oh. it's really nice <laughs> and as a musician you're mm -hmm. one of like the few drag queens who kind of seems to be mm -hmm. kind of almost um, a musician in your own right not just in the drag race universe oh, thank you. so uh, what what's next music um well i actually am working on an album right now and it's been like a really long really love i actually i had wanted to put out an album during season nine um but i switched over to doing an ep because like the full body of work wasn't what i wanted it to be well, and, and it I, was high budget i always ask how like some of the queens that like oh, you were one the of them so it, it looks expensive. It looks expensive, <laughs> but I'm a really clever queen. I'm really crafty, and I did all my stuff on a budget. Girls were actually like, wait a second, we paid how much? I'm like, gotta know how to do it. I'm a, I am the queen of balling on a budget, I swear. Well, you were one of the um, queens who was so all-rounded on our original season. Do you feel like you've even grown since, or were you already kind of there? RuPaul's Drag Race basically like sets you up to be like such a powerful superstar. Like we become these like international figures going all over the world. And every time I'm in a new city, new environment, I'm always learning so much more. And I always like take it back and apply it to my drag. Drag is one of those art forms that is very much so, dictated by life experience you know because you take all those things in and you reflect it through your drag and I've had so many more experiences just in these past three years than I like had in like the previous 27 years so it's really like to I I look at my drag now and I'm just like it's grown leaps and bounds even since then oh you're always turning looks but you um were you kind of you must be sick of talking about season nine but were you surprised how well you did because few people have ever won that many challenges in the history of the show or were you like I've got I, this well you know what <laughs> I went in there and I just was like, I wanted to 
be humble and just like work as hard as I possibly could. And I was just like, no matter what, just give me 110% every single time because you've waited for this moment. I auditioned five times for the show and I was just all like, there's no way I'm gonna choke now. Like I finally got here. So I'm like, do the best that you can. And to be able to get such great reception from the judges, win four challenges, that was amazing. That was really amazing. Yeah, and a lot of people, myself included, thought you dealt very humbly with not winning the crown because considering what happened it could have been very easy to be very you know go a different direction I'm not gonna lie (laughs) at first I was really I was so disappointed I was like really really hurt because I had had such like a really tough personal year like losing my dad and my sister was just and, and then to go and like lose drag race I really felt like it was a year full of loss but ultimately what I've learned from it has been so invaluable and, and, and I still take that experience with me and it has taught me so much about myself and I wouldn't change that outcome for the world. Oh wow, that's yeah. very inspiring. Thank you. And I know you can't talk too much about this, but if um, you were ever to re-enter Drag Race, um, <laughs> how would it be different now, potentially? Um, I think if I were to go back to this show, um, Gosh, I mean, I didn't have any regrets the first time, so I would just go back in there with the same mentality to try my hardest and have as much fun as possible. Yeah. Would it um, kind of, would you feel it was a bit different because you're someone who a lot of people think of as, as someone who should have won, so that would make you an intimidating competitor even I mean, more so I, than... I guess, because, yeah, there is that difference from your original season, because no one knew who the hell I was when I went to season Well, a lot of people like, mentioned yeah. you even before then as a potential. Oh, like, yeah. People well, always said. Yes, but um, I'd say it's important to still keep a level head and remain humble regardless of how sickening people are like oh she's going to do like I like my mindset would to always be like humble and just like work really hard and just like give my 110 percent and have fun absolutely and have you got a chance to like have any chats with Rue today oh we saw each other on the stairs briefly and said hello but you know we're all we're all working you know we all got to meet people meet the fans have a good time so you know her and I will catch up later (laughs) well it's so amazing to talk to you I'm such a fan and I hope you enjoy the rest of the day as much as you already have. Thank you so much. Shay Coulee. Yes. The one and only. Thank you. That was Shay Coulee, who got me so emotional, baby. And next up, I spoke to Ms. Cracker, a drag queen who says, know what I mean? A lot. Now I've said it, you'll really start to notice it. Here she is. So what's it like to be here at TrackCon? Uh, it's very exciting. Um, I love meeting fans in person because I think the most part, the important part of drag is the in-person element. You can't get it from movies, you can't get it from theater, you can't get it from Cirque du Soleil. So this is us doing the most draggy thing you can possibly do. And do you find the fans different in the UK based yes, on America? Yes, in, in the UK, fans are very polite and intelligent. So I'm really so excited to be here. I'll be a refreshing change for you then. Yes, it is, because uh, I don't know if you know this about America, American fans, but they're all um, American. <laughs> yes. And you, uh, out of everyone in the most recent seasons of Drag Race in America, have had quite a, a huge ascension. Like you, oh. you uh, are one of the few queens from the recent seasons who tours um, solo rather than part of a show. Oh my is, that, is that quite? I didn't even think of that. Is that quite um, overwhelming for you? To no, it's of... wonderful because I get to go out there and s- say my part. And I think that's the most important part of me, for me is the yapping. Um, so I get to see people in person and talk to them in person, and it's like it's an honor, actually. So, and 
if you know Caitlin and I, you know that the UK is our favorite place to do that, and it's not that's not a lie. It's just we really get treated like celebrities here, and uh, give us big heads, and we love that. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> well, because on your season, uh, you were very popular, but um, it, you always seem to get in your own head, yeah. as a lot of people do on Drag Race. Is that yeah. something now, uh, being as popular as you are, that you don't have an issue with anymore? Is that oh no, that's- no, that's automatic. Like I'll I'll always get in my head, but and I think everybody does it sometime. But the most important thing is not to try to change yourself, but to learn how to work with yourself and be like, okay, you know what? Something that I do is get in my head and I'm just gonna learn to use that to fuel me instead of using it to get in my way. You know what I mean? And chili means that you just care a lot. Yeah, I do care a whole lot. You know, I care not about perfection, but like before the gods of drag doing the best that I can. And I'm like, I'm always asking myself, is this the best that I can do? You know what I mean? You don't want to phone it in. I don't want to phone it in. I prefer to do it by Skype. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) And you've got a big show coming to the UK soon, haven't you? Yes, I do. Um, You're playing some iconic venues. I am. I'm going to do the Palladium, which is uh, amazing. I saw a picture of Todrick Hall doing the Palladium and I was like, oh my God, one day I, wait a second. I'm going to actually do it. Um, So we're doing a bunch of cities in the UK. London, of course, where we are right now. And the show is American Woman. And it's all about being an ally to women today uh, more than ever because it's so important right now. So people kind of associate you uh, with as a comedy queen. Is it going to be more rounded than that then? Is there going to be some serious elements? I think that shows... Yeah, I think that comedy specials like Nanette have proved that you can do something about comedy and something that's politically important at the same time. Yeah. And I think what I'm trying to do is... uh, without mansplaining feminism, which is not what I want to do, like make fun of myself and keep it light, but also bring an important message at the same time. So yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do with American Woman. And let me tell you, it makes me sweat because it is a fine line to walk every night. Yeah, and it's tightrope walking. Do you have any um, lip sync performances in the show? Or is it oh all yeah, it's mic? like half and half. It's half stand up and half lip sync performances, dancing all around, throwing myself on the floor, and I am out of shape, but that does not mean that I am not it. gonna do the absolute most. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Everything you see I owe to Lankas. Uh, are you um, going to be bringing any of the kind of references we know from your season of Drag Race? Well, oh, Dr. Always. Dill or anything be Absolutely. part of the show? Yes, everything. There's a lot of Drag Race in the show. I've worked with, um, I made a lot of the video for it, but also Lee Dawson made a lot of the videos. And you know that he is, she is the reference queen. So <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. And sometimes I forget how funny the videos are. Um, playing behind me because I'm faced the other way and I'll hear the audience burst into applause and I'm like, what? Is, am, oh, that, okay. <laughs> and you, um, you on uh, season 10, you made a lot of your outfits and yes. wigs, especially wigs you were very talented right. at. Do you not do that anymore because you don't need I to? I made or? this wig yesterday. Oh, yeah, amazing. and all of the wigs Unclockable. that I wear on the show. Unclockable. <laughs> um, yeah, I made this wig and I made a lot of wigs for the show, all of the wigs for the show. Um, and of course, I wrote the show, I made a lot of the videos, um, conducted all of the interviews that you see in it. So it comes from my bleeding heart. Yeah, I offered my writing services to you. You're the only queen oh, I've ever reached out to who yeah. said yeah, that I you like, write everything you write. You yeah, do. because if something's not funny, I want it to be my fault, not someone else's. Do you know what I mean? I want to be <laughs> like, you know, I went with the best writer I knew, me. <laughs> <laughs> and you um, obviously have a close relationship with Bob the Drag Queen. Yes, that's my mother. Um, she's here today. Will you guys be catching up? 
Yes, we have already caught up. Her room is right next to mine. So, yeah, we've already shared tips and secrets about how to get around London in heels. Yeah. Um, was she a great resource for you, kind of navigating this whole world of global fame after Drag Race? No, but she was <laughs> a great resource for telling me that no matter what you are doing, you need to think bigger. And that has something, that's something that she taught me very early in my drag career, and it's something that uh, has stuck with me this entire time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, accidentally, she sort of gave me the blueprint for how to, like, always be bigger, always be more. Yeah. And you're also very close friends with Money Exchange. Yes. She's now got her own crown. Yes. That must have been amazing for you yeah, to watch happen. Yeah, I think it's this molar here that she has the crown on. <laughs> yeah, I should finally fix that. Just get me the one done later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Double Bridges, crowning. crowns, you guys know about that, yeah. <laughs> no, we never get them done, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, But is that inspiring for you to watch Monet get the crown? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it will be you one day? Well, if I ever stop touring American Woman, maybe. I've been doing American Woman for a year now, and I don't think I'm going to stop until I've hit every city in the goddamn world. So we'll see what happens. Well, what's the hardest part about... um, Because a lot of queens talk about that. The few years after the show and everything's so manic, it can be a hard adjustment. Or have you just taken to it very easily? What was the thing? Uh, how hard it is to be traveling the world and kind it's of not, not get much of it. I got to see like... Stockholm the other day. I'm having a great time. No, got Stockholm syndrome. Oh, she has okay. to go to a oh, I have a panel. Like, oh, I have a yeah. panel. So I'm about to do a, a panel on uh, hair all over the world. So, well, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for listening to the United Queendom DragCon special. The truth is, there should be another episode next week of um, of all the interviews that I got on the Sunday, but I was actually too hungover to attend the second day, so that episode will not be happening. Boo me. Um, so I'm not sure what we're putting out next. Until then, bye!